0: Chapter 1, verse 3 onwards, all the way to 2, 2.
1: Praise God. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you may also have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship was with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, that your joy may be full. This is the message that, which we have heard from him and declared to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, these things I write to you that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world.
0: Amen. Father, we are grateful to you this morning for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. In Jesus' name we bind every powers of darkness, every critical spirit be stilled, and we take victory in Jesus' name. All for your glory. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you. Today's message is titled, Enjoy the Fellowship. Enjoy the fellowship. Apostle Paul, writing to the believers, he says, That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, That your joy may be full. Praise the Lord. Amen. I hope that our joy tank is full today. Turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor if your joy tank is full. Praise the Lord. Quite often as Christians, we probably have a tank called joy, but it's not full. Hmm? Many are hitched to someone named Joy, but there is no joy in that relationship. Many go around with the name Joy, but they have no joy in their lives. Here, Apostle John is saying, and these things we write to you so that your joy may be full. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. As Christians, God wants us to be people who experience the joy of salvation. And quite often we say and we claim and we are saved, but quite is not able to exhibit the joy of salvation. Praise God. John writing is saying that what we have seen and heard, we declare it to you. Praise God. In other words, he's saying that we walked with Jesus, we saw him, we touched him, we heard from him, and it's worth declaring to you. Praise God. When you have an encounter with Jesus, When you have a relationship with Jesus, when you have, when you are tight with Jesus, Jesus has a way of influencing our lives, changing our lives, changing our outlook, making us new from the inside out, totally changing the very outlook of our lives. Changing the very disposition of our lives. And that change cross within us a joy, a euphoria, an excitement to love him, to serve him, to follow him all the days of our lives. And it is such a joy that we can't keep it to ourselves. We need to talk about it. We need to share about it. We need to declare about it. We need to pronounce to the people around us who don't have that kind of joy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And what he's saying is this listen, we want to share this about who? About Jesus. Amen. And by doing so, you have fellowship with us who have experienced this Jesus firsthand in our life. Praise God. Not a secondary knowledge, not a hearsay knowledge, but God wants every one of us to have a first-hand experience with Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And once you have that, you enter into fellowship with him. And he's saying that fellowship with us, the apostles, and also he's talking about fellowship with who? The Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. What is fellowship? As a Christian, we hear about the term fellowship over and over and over again. Quite often, people just confine fellowships. Cookies and cakes and candies coming together, have a little party, have socialized. That's good, you know. But the Christian fellowship that the Bible talks about has a very deeper meaning to it. Fellowship is a coming together in one mind and one purpose with the purpose being bringing honor to Jesus Christ and serving one another. Praise God. Being of one mind, one purpose, the purpose being to honor Jesus Christ and to serve one another. It is sharing not only the triumphs of life, but the trials of life as well. Because as Christians, Christians go through high mountain experiences in their lives. And they have valley experiences also. So as Christians, there are triumphing moments in our lives and there are trials in our lives. Praise God. But when we go through trials in our lives and testings in our lives, it brings forth a testimony in our lives. And when we come together, we share our trials and we share the testings that we have gone through. And we have a testimony about how God has led us triumphantly. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord that we serve is leading us every day triumphantly. Amen. Whether you are right now going through a valley experience, Or you're going through a mountain experience. The fellowship with Jesus Christ. And the fellowship with one another. lifts up our sagging spirits. Praise God. Allows us to soar in new heights. With the spirit of the wind. With the wings of the spirit. Hallelujah. And experience the joy of salvation. In every season of our lives. Amen. Sharing trials and triumphs of life among those who are called and chosen of God. Praise God. Fellowship. The Greek word koinonia means Christian fellowship or communion with God and or more commonly with fellow Christians. Someone once said fellowship is two fellows Sharing a sheep or two fellows on a ship. Either way, fellowship is what? Sharing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Think about two fellows on a rowboat. Rowing. We've gone rowing before. So two fellows on a rowboat. They have to be synchronized. They have to be of one mind. And they need to be having one purpose and one goal. And if they do, if they roll together with that purpose in mind, they are able to reach their destiny and destination fast. But if one guy is lazy and slothful, and the other guy is doing all all the rowing, imagine what happens. Or one guy is slow and the other guy is faster. Quite often we see such rowboats going in circles. Praise God. But two agreed. Praise God. Together rowing synchronized with a mindset that will take them to their destiny real fast. Praise God. Hallelujah. But God wants us to understand something very important. We have fellowship with one another. Where does that start? Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthians, looking at all the challenges that they go they were going through, he writes to them is saying, God is faithful who has called you into the fellowship with his son Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship. So God is the one, number one, calls us into fellowship with the Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Christian fellowship is two dimensional. This is very important for us to understand that Christian fellowship is two dimensional. Number one, it is it has to be vertical. Before it is horizontal. Hmm? We must know the reality. Of the fellowship. The vertical fellowship. With God. The father. And the son Jesus Christ. Praise God. Before the practice. Of horizontal fellowship. With one another. A person. Who is not in fellowship. With Jesus Christ. Cannot. Truly, in a Christian sense, have a fellowship with one another. Praise the Lord. And it's wonderful to ponder on the goodness as the vertical fellowship has been established. As we said, Paul writing to the Corinthians says, God has called us into the fellowship. Praise the Lord. As sinners... Men have nothing common with the holy God. Nothing common at all. But God in his grace sent Jesus Christ to have something common with men. Christ did what? He took upon himself the form or himself a human body and became a man. Praise God. Then what did he do? lived a perfect life and the fullness of time, according to the divine timetable of God, he went to the cross, took on the body, on that body, the sins of the whole world. Praise God. Because Jesus, he paid the price for our sins. The way is open for God to forgive our sins and take us into his family, when we trust Jesus as our Savior, we become partakers of the divine nature of Christ. Partakers, again the same Greek word is used there, the same root word for fellowship as we see in John 1.3 is given there. You know, think about it. Isn't that awesome? Ain't that awesome? What is awesome? Jesus took upon himself the nature of man that by faith we may receive the very nature of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus took the nature of man so that by faith we may receive the very nature of God. Praise God. Establishing a vertical relationship with God is absolutely important. And thereby we move to the next realm, which is having a horizontal fellowship, praise God, with fellow believers. Praise God. Now, Christian fellowship, by definition, can only be between people who are Christians, who so say Christian. One who has Christ in him. One who follows Jesus. One who adheres to the teaching of Jesus Christ. One who is a follower of Jesus Christ. Praise God. What does that mean? That you cannot have be friends with people who are not Christians? No, that's not what it means. What the Bible means is this, that you can have only Christian fellowship with people who are Christians. That doesn't mean that you should not have anything to do with the people who are in the world. In fact, you and I should have good relationship with people who are in the world because that opens an avenue for us to declare Jesus, to share Jesus, to show Jesus so that they also can come into the fellowship of, With God the Father and Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ was known as a friend of sinners. Praise God. Jesus did not shy away from that woman who was dubbed as a sinner. At the Samaritan. At the well. And the Samaritan woman. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. However, Christian fellowship is not possible with the world, Christian fellowship is between people who believe in Christ and follow Jesus Christ. When we study the scripture, we will see that, that we can experience the bliss or blessings that comes from fellowship with Jesus and fellowship with one another. You know, as we said before, John said so that your joy may be You know, there's an old song that goes like this It's bubbling in my soul. How many of you guys remember that? I don't know. Uh, Some of us who are from the old school, we remember that song very well. It goes like this It's bubbling, it's bubbling, it's bubbling in my soul. Joseph, you know that song? All right. I'm singing, I'm laughing. Because Jesus made me whole. Praise God. Folks cannot understand. And I cannot keep it down. It's bubbling. It's bubbling. It's bubbling. Day and night. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When Christ comes into our lives. There is joy that comes within us. Praise God. And this joy It is bubbling. Praise God. Hallelujah. What Christ has done for us. And what Christ continues to do in us. And what Christ will do through us. Causes a bubbling effect in my soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know if you pop a can of soda. You know what happens. Starts bubbling. And then it just. The the contents just comes out. But slowly, what happens? You know, it just dies out. But Christ in us, praise God, the joy of salvation within us is an ongoing bubbling, praise God. It bubbles the joy within us. Hallelujah. Praise God. It keeps flowing, flowing flowing because it's not just carbonated water within you, but the life of Jesus manifesting deep down within you. Praise God. In every season of your life, praise God. Joy can come through. It can bubble. Praise God. Because Jesus has made me whole. Praise God. Hallelujah. A big noise about Jesus. Why is it there is so much excitement? Why is it when we worship, we want to dance, we want to sing, we want to raise up a voice because of what Jesus has done for me on the cross and what he does for me deep down within me? Praise God. Hallelujah. It causes within me. A joy that cannot be contained. A joy that cannot be confined. A joy that the world does not understand. Folks do not understand. Praise God. And I cannot keep it down. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Day and night. Praise God. Everyone has a night season in their lives. Hallelujah. If My friend, if you're going through a night season this morning, I want you to get reconnected. Praise God to Jesus, the source of life. Amen. Praise God. Jesus said, I have come so that you may have Life in abundance. Praise God. Not a deadbeat life. Praise God. Life in abundance. Jesus came so that we will have life in abundance and life eternal. Amen. Praise God. But be connected. It's in that fellowship with him. That you experience that joy. Hallelujah. That life of Christ runs through our system, through our bodies, through our soul, through our spirit. Rejuvenating us, reviving us, refreshing us, revitalizing us. Praise God. Renewing us to move into new heights with Jesus. To go into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, this season, especially this season, a lot of people are lonely. It feel lonely. Thank God, you know, the curve is made flat, at least in Northeast, and I pray it remains like that. But imagine a couple of months ago, all of us were confined into our rooms, in our homes, and there are so many people that feel lonely, even in the United States, in the South, in the West, in the Midwest. You know, the pandemic is continuing. In Louisiana and in California, they say they have a second wave going on. And yesterday's report says Louisiana's second wave is worse than the first one. You know, regardless of how many waves, we don't know. We don't know how many waves. But this thing can make people go, make them lonely. And so what? You know, fellowship. Is Christ's answer to loneliness in life? Praise God. We can be seated in a stadium with thousands of people, but yet be lonely. You can have thousands of friends, friends, as your FB friends, Facebook friends. You might have thousands of people as your followers following you, yet be lonely. Praise God. In India, one of the most celebrated young girl who had literally thousands of people following her committed suicide. Loneliness plagues human heart and minds. And the Bible says, you know, when you have fellowship with Christ, you can break that loneliness feeling. It's not only Fellowship with Christ. Fellowship with one another. Praise God. So God has called us into his fold. Praise God. Samus puts it like this. You know, he prepared a banqueting table for me. And the banner over me is love. You know, as Christians, as children of God, God has prepared a banqueting table for us. And there's a flag and There's a banner that's fluttering over it. And that banner, the Bible says, is a banner of love. And when you come and sit around that banqueting table that God has prepared... One, we have fellowship with him, and then we have fellowship with one another. Praise God. I'll come back to that. Quite often, people, even in the body of Christ, who should be reaching out to each other in fellowship, feels lonely. Fellowship is his answer to the loneliness of life. Joy is his answer to the feeling of being empty and hollow deep down. Tell me, if the King of Glory, Jesus, is in residence, praise God. How is it that you're feeling hollow? How is it that you're feeling empty? Praise God. This morning, my friend, check your connection. Are you connected? Praise God. In that fellowship. There is no reason for you to feel. Empty and hollow. Because Christ brings with Him The fullness of joy. And pleasures for evermore. Amen. Praise God. See John is writing so that his readers. Would have abundant joy. In their walk with God. In our walk with God, God expects us to have joy in abundance, full. But you know, we read in John ten ten, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. There is a force that's actively working to steal, to steal the joy that you have, to steal what God has done. In you. And to make you feel love. How does it do? You know. When you read this passage. You will understand. John is warning about three things. That will keep the Christians from experiencing the fullness of joy. Or the fullness of the benefit that God wants us to experience in our life. We forfeit our joy. When? When we number one. Deny the power of sin. Praise God. Verses 5 to 7. When we read, we understand that. When we deny the power of sin, we forfeit joy. Praise God. We often claim one thing by our words, but are are condemned by our life and our lifestyles. Walking in fellowship with Christ Jesus results in being continually cleansed. From our sins. And when we are cleansed from the guilt. And the stain of sin. We have the fullness of joy. In the Lord. Praise God. Deny the power of sin. Deny the presence of sin. Verse 8 and 9. If we say that we have no sin. We deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. Praise God. The cure for sinfulness is not denying our sin. But relying on the faithfulness of God. To forgive us on the basis of Christ's death on the cross. The finished work on the cross. To repent of our sin and remain in fellowship with God. Is the way to maintain, maintain the joy of salvation. Thirdly, how can we forfeit the joy that God has for us when we deny the practice of sin? Look what John is saying. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Praise God. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous one. And he himself, not a substitute, Jesus himself is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but for the whole world. The person who denies that he or she has in fact sin is quick to label their actions as anything but sin. Unfortunately, when we take such a stand, both the joy of forgiveness and the restoration that comes from the Father is missed. My friend, this morning, if you are not experiencing the kind of fullness of joy That the Bible talks about. Ponder on these three things. Chances are you will find the reason. That you are not experiencing the joy. Or you are being short circuited from the joy. Is simply because. You deny what? Deny the power of sin. Deny the presence of sin. And deny the practice of sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. Acknowledge that you need to get right with him and get reconnected with the source of all joy and your spirit will be restored. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants you and me to experience the fullness of joy. Amen. One, fellowship with him. Number two, fellowship with one another what is the importance of fellowship with one another you know in in the old testament in deuteronomy 32 30 there's a verse that goes like this you know one person can defeat a thousand and two ten thousand praise the lord hallelujah you know two working together can put to flight Not twice, but ten times. Now put that equation, keep adding, you know. So the importance of working together, having a common goal, praise God. Having a relationship with him and having the mind of Christ reign and rule within each and every one of us. And being knit together in fellowship allows us to make strides in life. Praise God. Fellowship was one of the successes of the early church. When you read Acts chapter 2, we will find that they got together and they had fellowship. You know, we are having fellowship too. No, we are not able to congregate together as we used to do physically. But we are doing virtually. Through Zoom, we are doing and we have have, um, six days of the week we have fellowships. My friend, last week, did you get a chance to get connected to your fellow believers through the virtual fellowship that we have? I know we cannot reach hands and shake hands with people. I know you cannot give a big, big bear hug to someone. And I know you cannot just, you know, shrug each around or push each around. But we can meet each other through virtual fellowship. And I'm amazed at the people who continuously come. And then I'm also amazed at the people who don't show up. I see people who come, they keep coming because they're getting something out of it. But I see people, you know, come and attend services more than attending service. You know, once the service is over, so I watch carefully between the prayer the final prayer and the benediction there's a big drop as if somebody just unloosed the bottom if the numbers are 100 boom between final prayer and the benediction it's 60 I don't scratch my head I said what happened where are you guys going where are you guys going I can understand those days where you had to run to the parking, parking lot, get into the car and rush back home. Where are you going? Most of the people are still in their pajamas. Stay back. After the benediction, open your video. Say hello to your fellow brother. Tell them, I'm glad to see you today. Praise God. Doesn't it excite to see your fellow brother, fellow sister in the Lord? And then there are so many other people who only like this all the time. Can you imagine? If I were to stand here and preach like this and you can't see my face. Most of the people are like this. They want everybody to see the blank screen. It's okay. But at least when the service is over, take the way off. Let us see your face, the joyful face. Maybe if you are not smiling, the smile on somebody's face will ignite a smile on your face. At least you can ask them, what are you smiling about? And it gives an opportunity for the other fellow to say why he's smiling. Or at least you can say, even in this season, that somebody is joyful. Open up those screens. Let people see. Praise God. What God is doing in you. Amen. Mutually encouraging each other. We'll continue the talk next week. God bless you. And may the Lord keep you. Praise God. May you thrive and prosper this season. God is good all the time. Hallelujah praise God we love you we're going to sing